0: Thunderbolt Strength.
1: Welcome to the Thunderbolt Strength podcast where we talk about the lives of strong people. I'm here with my co-host Kevin. What's up, Brian? And Molly. Hey, Brian. And today we're talking to Eric Haas, former CrossFitter, strongman, and educator and teacher. Welcome, Eric. Hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Awesome. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. This is our first, I guess this is our first official like remote guest.
2: Yeah. We did a podcast with just the three of us last week, yeah. but you're our first official remote guest. So we're, we're oh,
1: wow. just in case people are worried, we're all sheltered in our own places. On the <laughs> audio, you won't be able to tell, <laughs> but you'd think we're in the same room, but we're safely sheltered in our own places, so.
0: Might be able to tell a little
1: bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our audio quality might not be as good as normal, but right. this is we're, you know we're at war against COVID, so we have to sacrifice some things.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. I always like to start out with, fit. we Kevin and I debate this all the time, but I like to start with history, sort of get the background, and like, did you start out doing? Have you always been an athlete, or is this something that came later in life for you, Eric?
3: Or- oh. Um, I grew up in a small town in Minnesota, if you can't tell from when I say the old, <laughs> right?
1: Minnesota. And
3: uh, I, I don't know, my, my dad's not very old, so I'm going to be 43 in June, and my parents just turned 60. Okay. So you do the math. I was probably conceived in the back of a Trans Am when they were listening to Peter Frampton, but uh, he was, was an was athlete, it? right? <laughs> <laughs> he was an athlete, so I mean, I grew up in a small town, wrestling, playing yeah. football, Skating on ponds, things like that, and when you do that, you generally go into a weight room. Yeah, and then after that, I headed off to college. I played at a small. I played football and rugby at a small, little Division three school in Minnesota, um, okay. Gustavus Adolphus, and we had a great strength program there.
2: You know what's and- funny, Haas? Um, Gustavus Adolphus was on the list of colleges I was looking to go to shut up. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go there, obviously, but it was on my list of like, you know, top five.
3: Yeah. It was interesting. We had a lot of kids from the Twin Cities area, of course, but then we had this huge influx because my, you know, roommate for years uh, was from this area down here in the suburban Chicago area. So that's where most of our kids came from. Suburban Chicago and then the suburbs of Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. So you
2: played rugby there and football?
3: Yeah. Well, I played football for a few years. Uh, Honestly, it didn't work out very well for me I had some serious shoulder issues so it wouldn't stay in socket when I hit somebody Mm. and I ended up getting a surgery and I just couldn't gain the weight back or the speed back to play football again I couldn't by the time that camp rolled around and it was kind of like well come on man it's division three you're not making it to the NFL let's just have some fun and play some rugby and I really quite honestly I enjoyed that community so much more yeah. So, uh, it just, the community of people, it's just a completely different sport. And the relationships you form with your teammates on a rugby pitch and in the rugby field, it's just completely different than football. And I really yeah. took to that just a lot more.
1: What do you think it is about rugby? I feel like we have a lot of athletes in the gym that do rugby and love it. Um, and I think it's not, you know, it's not super well known. Like, what is it that makes it special? Camaraderie. I mean, I played football in high school, I played football
3: in college, and I'm not close to any of those people. Not one. I couldn't tell you that I've kept in touch with any of those people whatsoever. Yeah. But I still keep in touch with the guys I played rugby with because it's the camaraderie. And yes, it's the stupid hijinks. It is. It's the jackassery that you get involved with. But that's what makes it more fun. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, when my son, my son plays rugby now. So when he was 10 years old, he started. I didn't want him to, but Tom and Janet said, get him out there, get him on the pitch. And he's playing with really good athletes that are two, three years older than him. And they just, they swarm upon them and bring them up Mm -hmm. and just love on those kids and make sure they're doing the right things. And so I think it's just been amazing for him. He's grown so much as it's almost like, it's the same thing with Zoe. Zoe's 12 years old. She goes across teams with you guys. She's working out with, kids that are in high school and those kids are cheering her on and even Lydia for god's sakes Lydia and Zoe text each other she treats her like a little sister it's the cutest thing in the world so to me you find all these little places in your life where you fit in and i fit in on the rugby pitch more than i did in the football field
1: yeah
3: and i fit in in a crossfit gym more than i did anywhere else as well
1: yeah
2: so the culture really the it's the, the culture
3: ab- absolutely mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think four have that strong community. I mean, that's what everybody says about CrossFit is it's like this awesome community. Um, You know, I mean, it's just like today where we went and did the 50th birthday party for Mike and a bunch of people from the CrossFit gym drove by his house. And um, I think it's just – and what other gym do you go to where it's like, you know, half the people celebrating your birthday are going to be coming from your gym kind of scenario, you know? Well, it's not
3: only that. What other place drops off – your calibrated plates for you because you want to press in your basement (laughs) honestly what other place drops off dumbbells and kettlebells for people and starts keeping up with zoom workouts and it's it's just to keep people together to give them a sense of normalcy and that's what's fantastic
1: yeah and that's
3: why i mean yes after i got done with with college i I did the global gym thing just like everybody else then i ended up getting real fat when we had kids like super fat i mean just bad (laughs)
1: Since I was, well,
3: you, were, uh, you were dirty bulking. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> dirty as hell. Um, <laughs> and since I was, you know, in Minnesota, you wrestle or you play hockey. I wrestled. I did some grappling type stuff Yeah, and lost some weight. But uh, the guy that I grappled with was Craig Kaufman. Oh, he wow. He owns CrossFit Resurgence. And, yeah, that's crazy. You know, he was like, hey, I got this thing, this CrossFit thing. I was like, I'll try it. Yeah, And that's how I met John Edmondson and oh, wow. Craig Kaufman. And then it went from there. I mean, I was with CrossFit Will County and Craig and John for years. And that was when, I mean, I wasn't a good athlete. I was never a real great athlete, but I always worked hard. I yeah, always worked hard. Never had the God-given skills. Just didn't. But CrossFit's where I really, really for the first time, I felt like, you know what? I'm not too bad at this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know you Craig know? got you
0: into
3: it. Yeah, that's... Craig got me into it. I mean, I was Thank never. Never as good as Craig and John. I mean, I just didn't have the body type for it at 5'9", 205, and chubby. I mean, let's be honest. I wasn't going to crush the Filthy 50. I wasn't going to crush Helen. I mean, to this day still, I'd tell you to, no way, I'm never doing that again. Probably still doing Helen from the last time I did Helen. I mean, but I, was, I, I really liked the strength part. And I liked yeah.
1: uh, the shorter wads, like, you know,
3: Fran, Grace, things like that.
1: Well, it's weird too. Like, I will say, you know, it's like there's always like a CrossFit wad that works for. It's like all different body types. Obviously, you're better to be like shorter and all this kind of stuff. But I mean, there's certain wads that are better for taller people, and there are certain wads that I'm sure, like, I mean, I would think like DT or something that you can do really well. On. I mean, some wads like there's going to be something that's going to be right for your body type. Even I can right. it. The good point, people, yeah, that are like they just kill everything or whatever. But
2: like Kevin, right?
1: Like Kevin. Yeah, I mean, we can't all be like Kevin. which one.
2: Just all yeah. WADs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. As long as there's not high rep gymnastics or running, I'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a heavy weight somewhere, I'm cool. You're happy. Otherwise I'm at home.
2: Yeah, what what were your favorite wads?
3: Grace for sure. I mean that one was it was easy. It was there's like thirty clean and jerks and yeah. it's not gonna take that long. I mean I did finish it in under I don't know, it was like one fifty one back in the oh, day.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. uh
3: during a halloween party so i had cargo pants on and it had a few <laughs> cocktails and you know it just worked out
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was How in costume
3: it was still was, was great but that one and you know what i don't i didn't never had the butterfly kit
1: yeah and
3: my friend was like 319 nothing fantastic but i was better at the shorter wads diane was decent too for me yeah, yeah. things like dt absolutely but if it was going to go over 10 minutes that wasn't going to be my deal yeah. let's be honest
2: so you met Craig Kaufman, yeah. and then you started CrossFitting from there.
3: Is yeah. That where it started? Yeah. Honestly. And then, so I stopped the grappling and and things like that and ended up going to CrossFit Will County, and I was, I was hooked. They were very – I mean, John is very traditional. John and Craig were yeah. very traditional. We did, did strength. You did your – on everybody, you kind of did your Wendler progression. Yeah. Think about if it's deadlift day, you do your Wendler deadlift progression, and then after that, you're going to – You're going to do a Metcon, but it's going to have accessories related to a deadlift in it. Mm -hmm. So, possibly there's going to be some posterior chain. There's going to be some core. And if it was a triplet, maybe there'd be some pull-ups in there as well. And then afterwards, you're going to do some mobility or you're going to do some accessories. And that was your hour. And I don't know. To me, that was fantastic. So, that was kind of their basic layout. And then there were a few days that were a little longer because – Because of Craig.
0: (laughs) Craig liked doing,
3: you know, the 20-minute wads more than John did. So they had a great – they really did have a a great relationship, the two of them. And it it was really cool how they programmed together.
1: Yeah. And how it reflected both of them. What was this time frame that you were there? Oh, God. Was this like 2012 kind of starting? No, this is –
3: yeah, maybe. Maybe like 2012. I mean, we're talking – that seems like the early cross. Xander might have been two or three, so it was probably before that. I mean, because yeah. I've been a level one trainer for 10 years. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so I mean, my, that, yeah. my flow master at my level one was Pat Sherwood.
1: Oh, oh cool. Wow. Right? Yeah. And
3: uh, Matt and Cherie Chan were there. Nice. And uh, Eric, is it Eric Olson, Spieler's partner? Okay. So, I mean, those were the guys that I kind of grew up with.
1: That's cool. Yeah, and I, how is it? Um, what have you noticed most about how CrossFit's changed over the whatever that's been? 10- oh, wow, we're gonna go for that one. Yeah, um, I think it's it's community. Yeah,
3: it's it's community versus fake community. I'm sorry, you can't have real community in a box with 400 people. Yeah, you can't. You can't have real attention to detail and real coaching when you have. I mean, I've been a level one trainer for 10 years, and before that, I was a wrestling coach. I've always coached. Yeah. I'm even an instructional coach now at an elementary school. That's my job. You cannot coach 25 people on a floor. Yeah. No, I mean this whole idea that, I uh, you know I want to be able to do muscle ups and I want to be able to do this and what shoes should I wear? Just go buy a pair of chucks, man. <laughs> like what happened to that? Seriously, what happened to someone showing up in a pair of shorts, dirty old shorts, and a pair of chucks, and they didn't care that your bar wasn't from broke. Yeah. And that your bumper plates weren't top of the line, and they just. Wanted to throw down and yeah. that's what it was really about. We came in and we threw down and we cheered each other on and we wrote our, we wrote our times up on a whiteboard and you could see them and that's changed. I mean, sure. There's been some great things with Spotify you can interact with each other. Don't get me wrong. But this idea that you're going to have 300 people come to your box in a day and they're all going to get real coaching yeah. or just the idea that you see some of the programming out there and you're like, what, what, where did you come from? Did you even go to your level one? Yeah. You live your life in couplets and triplets and you go heavy and you go long. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, if you're yeah. doing a wad from eight to twelve minutes, I can make that last for. I can figure out how to do a hero wad. Yeah, but I'm not going to do a hero wad three times a week. What
1: what is this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I think it's possible that we're kind of on the other side of that. I feel like we hit like peak CrossFit. I'm not sure when that was. Maybe a couple years ago, and there were all these boxes everywhere, and some of them were like gigantic, and then it was almost like oversaturated and they got too big and it was too much. And so like people were losing like the community and the attention. It's almost like a little bit like churches. It's like, if you ever, you know, yeah grew up and you went to a small Absolutely. church and then like, you know, you moved to a big city and it's like, Oh, that's the denomination I go to. I'll go to their church. And it's like this gigantic church. And there's no community anymore because like, it's so big that people do not even realize when you come and go and you don't really meet anybody. Cause you can just slip in and then leave. And it's like, Something's kind of lost in that scenario.
3: It's an interesting analogy, and I think it's one that really works.
1: Yeah. But I and think I mean, like CrossFit's on the, maybe on the other side of that. Like It's, it's obviously evolving, and there's boxes that are closing because they're not like solving people's needs anymore, um, and some of the bigger ones are, are shrinking. So I don't know. I mean, I wonder.
3: I think a lot of it, I'm going to be honest too, and this is going to sound mean, <laughs> but the types of people. like yeah. If you didn't want to come in and you didn't want to throw down them, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like some people are super super soft. It was just more about how it looks on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Did, did you really want to improve?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And then you know because we did own a box for a while and it was a super super flawed business model from the beginning. It was dumb. We all we were families with full time jobs. and We thought we were going to run a CrossFit box. Not smart. But <laughs> did the you get idea,
2: burnt out.
3: Oh, so fast. Yeah. yeah. So fast, and there's no time to do what you really need to do. Yeah. Keep more in touch with your people and market. I mean, yeah. and try and get the word out. Yeah. But it was, just, it was just too hard, and there's too many conflicting ideas of what should really be happening. Our yeah. people were great to work with. I mean, we had so much fun, but at the same time, it was just too much.
1: Yeah, that But, really, I mean, that a lot was, of the
3: idea of, you know, CrossFit isn't working for me. Well, I saw your post with the nine Dunkin' Donuts lattes you had. <laughs> like, <laughs> whose fault is this really? Yeah. So I did. I felt a lot like sometimes the people weren't as tough. For lack of a better way of putting it, or they didn't really want to put the work in. They just wanted to say they CrossFitted to say,
1: I CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. We always talk about it, too. It's a weird balance of, like, you don't want your gym to just be the fire breathers. Because, like, 95% of people in the real world aren't fire breathers. Right. No. no. Yeah. How do you cater to, like, the normal, like, suburban dude that's you know in front of an xbox and not never been a weightlifter, but but wants to get in shape or suburban mom or whatever it is that's like not a fire breather but wants to get started working out and maybe isn't super serious about like how do you you know you got to sort of bring them into the fold um you know and, and help them realize that they can do it and kind of put the commitment in and, and get them get their headspace right i guess it's hard to, it's difficult i don't know god if i could answer that question i might still be open
3: i will say that you know going from i've hopped around to many different places now that i've done the strongman thing and that's the reason that i asked to bring my equipment to your place is i looked at the programming that you had i looked at what you were doing with the teens you have an amazing space you have people that are doing classes but not just doing classes they can do open gym and then you have teens going on as well and i just you have the right kind of place
2: thanks haas
3: but you have an amazing community and you're holding to those old school principles and you've gotten people to buy into it. And yeah, you have an amazing place and I just, you've done an amazing job.
2: Thanks. I, I like to think about it. My mom always calls uh, our family uh, ragamuffins, like misfits <laughs> and ragamuffins.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm
2: from a family of seven. and uh, And she's
1: the oldest of seven. So this oldest. perfectly fits in as like being like, you know, taking care of everything. So like the gym <laughs> owner is like the perfect fit for her.
2: Yeah, but what I was going to say is that's kind of how I like to see our gym, that we've got a lot of different types of people. It's not just one type of people. We've got, yeah, you know, burnout CrossFitters, strongmen, <laughs> teens, moms. we got a we got a motley crew. Yeah, it's like a big tent.
3: No, everybody's accepted, everybody's welcomed, and everybody's cheered on, and that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah.
2: So yeah, I'm th- curious how you made the transition to strongman. Where did that well?
3: Come? Honestly, that's, that's more because of John.
2: <clears throat> okay.
3: Once again, I mean it, a lot of that, I just kind of followed his lead on a lot of things. We would get together and we'd do just stupid workouts on Wednesday nights. That was our night. Johnny and I met up on Wednesday night. We were going to work out and we we're going to have a few beers. We'd walk over to the whiteboard and we'd say, all right, what are we doing tonight? And we'd have an idea. And then it would be, what if we did this? Hey, but wait, what if we did this? How about and then it just, it would turn into this vicious throwdown every Wednesday night. And for him, he was a lacrosse player. He was, and not many people know this about him. He was a division one lacrosse scholarship guy at Virginia. Oh, they awesome. win the national championship damn near every year. Yeah. Yeah. He was also a division one scholarship swimmer for him. So a double D one athlete. So awesome. I, can't, I couldn't beat him in endurance. There's no way. And I was stronger than he was. The first time I went to the CrossFit and the first time I ever deadlifted, I pulled 405 for a triple. And I'd never deadlifted before. Wow. Well, well, it just, it happened. Some people, you know, so when we would mix these wads together, it would be about trying to find out what, what would be best for the both of us to throw down with. And as they got progressively heavier, he got more interested in that. He was like, oh, this is kind of fun. He's like, what if we went and saw Rob Orlando and went to a strongman cert? Because that's a strongman turned CrossFitter, and we both loved him. And we went, and we were both kind of hooked. You know, right after we saw Rob Orlando, Stone showed up in the gym. Axel showed up in the gym. Yoke showed up in the gym. And we we'd went and did a novice contest together down in Bloomington because his parents lived there. We were going to have a few beers with his dad and just see what happened, have some fun. And that just kind of it – really, it just kind of took off from there.
1: So help us for listeners that don't know what strongman is, how would you describe it? It's CrossFit heavy. Okay. I mean,
3: it's, it's really, so you think about all the great things about CrossFit. Community, amazing community. It's not about how much you can lift. It's really not. It's not about how strong you are. It's just about the effort you give. So you see people out there, and it's the same as like you would see in the games where if someone's done with an event, they run over and they cheer on the person that they're competing against. You see guys giving tips to their competitors. The community's outrageous. It's great. Yeah. The unknown and the unknowable, same type of thing. You don't know if events are going to get changed the day of the competition. You don't know what kind of equipment there's going to be. Yeah. I mean, so it was it, it was like that. But for me, I loved the shorter wads. Most of the stuff is, I mean, an average, an average competition. You're going to have a press right off the bat. So let's just say it's clean and jerk with an axle every rep for one minute. So there's still, there's still athleticism involved. You still have to be in condition.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, it's not like powerlifting where it's just one, one press or one pull, you know? So you're going to have five events in a day. Your first one's a press, generally reps in a minute. Second one is some type of deadlift. Usually could be on an axle, could be on a bar, could be a car (laughs) deadlift. I mean, Mm -hmm. And usually you know it's for a minute so when you lift a heavy deadlift for a whole entire minute it's absolutely metabolically crushing and i didn't believe that until i tried it so strongman was like the perfect mix of fitness and strength and that was that was why i just kind of got into it
2: that makes sense yeah and
1: is the way that you train for, like, what does a training plan for strongman look like? Like, how is it different than, cross, I don't know, training for a CrossFit competition? So, that's the thing. Uh, it's completely different.
3: It really, really is. But I think so many more strongmen, I mean, especially some of the guys I've trained with in the past, it's like, I understand that you can do five reps and, and you're super strong, but maybe if you worked on your endurance and your conditioning just a little bit, yeah, you would be a lot better. I went into my first nationals as just a straight crossfitter who had dabbled in strongman and tried it, mm-hmm. didn't have a strongman coach. And I did extremely well, not because I was strong, but because I could handle five events in one day. And because I was in shape, mm-hmm. that's why, but the difference for training, I mean, it's kind of basic. It's almost bodybuilder ish, but not exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So you are going to have a day where, okay, so let's just say Monday's leg day. Yes, you're going to get your squats in, but it's going to be a specific type of squat and it's going to be more geared toward improving your lifts that you're weak at. So for me, it's going to be an above parallel box squat because that's the position you're going to be in when you load stones or load kegs or when you take off for your deadlift, it'll translate much more to that. Or when I start my log clean, that's where it's going to be. And then after that, you do a bunch of leg style accessories. And for me, I always end that day with conditioning. Um, I know some of you guys have seen me on the sled as many times as I can back and forth for 10-12 minutes yeah that'd be my GPP or you know Xander and I right now we take in the basement we take a lot of those types of accessories you'd use and we put them in a Metcon so I'm going to look at my Metcon being though seven minutes eight minutes and that's about as long as I'm going to go and I already know that I'm not going to go too heavy on that because really people that are doing accessories that are super heavy you're not doing them right anyway man. Yeah. Honestly. So get your volume in and get your conditioning in at the same time. And on that leg day, I do some OLI work too, just because as you get older, and I'm going to be 43 soon, uh, you can still continue to grow in strength, but your power output goes way down. You yeah. have to do something, even if it's just hang clean pulse. That's okay. You got to do something to generate force. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: the next day would be more like a pressing day. Pick your weakness. I suck at strict press. Awful, awful, awful at it. I'm still. A technique guy, I still jerk everything, absolutely. So you're gonna do your press and my rate of force production before I would press to get everything warmed up would just be like kneeling med balls or throwing a med ball into the wall, get that force production going. Then yes, different accessories after that, all your presses, a few tricep things. And then we'd have a back and deadlift day. I know it doesn't sound super exciting. And then, you know, usually then you'd have a big event day when you're getting ready for your competition, and that's what always changes. So you're going to press carry and load on your event day, and those days are super long, and they take a ton out of you. Mm-hmm. They take like three hours, but that's where you're doing like your contest prep. You're doing things for a minute, or you get a lot of conditioning in on that day too. Wow. So it does. It looks completely different than CrossFit, but what I'm trying to do now is mix some old-school CrossFit by doing short Metcons into that strongman training because depending on gosh, I'd say depending on your weight class too and how old you are and the weights you're going to see at a competition, that'll help dictate what your training looks like as far as do I need to be in shape?
1: Yeah.
3: Um, when you're training for a really heavy contest and six to eight reps is going to win it for every event, your conditioning isn't as important.
1: Yeah.
3: But, if it's, I don't know, let's say for me, if I were to compete again in the Masters 220 class, the weights are fairly, they're not really that heavy. Yeah. You're going to have to get 15 in a minute to win an event. So that's a little bit different. You're going to have to be extremely fast on that carry. So that's such a, a tough question to answer. I'm sorry. I know I rambled on no, for I a long time. Like what does what is, what is training look like? It's just, yeah. it's so different com- depending on what your contest in is the weight class you're in and that.
1: And then the and other who thing your coach is, is. that's yeah. true. Everybody has a different strategy. Is it individual or is it team or you can do either way? Individual. It's all individual. It's all individual. Okay. So you don't go with the team and, you know, I don't know, try to lift a law. No, if
3: place. you're with a team of guys and you're in the same classes, you're absolutely competing <clears> against each other,
1: which is okay. fine. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome.
2: I uh, watched the strongman at the Arnold. Um, and oh. I've, I've been to the Arnold and I watched it in person. Um, but uh, that is really fun to watch, I have to say. I mean, those guys can move. Like, the what are they? Is it called the Wheel of Pain? Or the... yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. I love that one. Um,
1: it's like, how do you describe it? It's like this gigantic wheel that they're spinning. I don't know what else to say. It's, it's almost like, like almost a ship's like, wheel on its side, right? Yeah, like a ship's wheel, a big ship's wheel on its side. And it's then like it's the old just... thing
3: from Conan, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, That's really yeah, what it yeah. is. Yeah. That's where the replica comes from. Yeah, the old school movie.
2: Yeah. and then it's just funny to see all the different body shapes and like you know sometimes somebody that you wouldn't think is super good at it like you know
1: where they're maybe from? they
2: weren't quite as big or whatever but is that's... that the one where
1: they threw the big ball like over the wall or whatever they had like
2: isn't it a it's a kettlebell right I don't know, i'm sorry <laughs> i'm
1: like just like uh looking at it from the outside it's a
2: kettlebell right uh, stand- uh, you know, they do
3: a sandbag throw over a high bar.
1: So they that's do a sandbag
3: throw, yeah. throwing bag. So it's kind of like a kettlebell. Yeah. And then, you know, they do the big Atlas stone over a bar, if that's what you were thinking.
1: Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just, you know, Molly's watching a million different fitness stuff on the side. <laughs> yeah. And like, like blips of it. It's, you know, at any given moment, she could be watching, you know, some kind of crazy fitness <laughs> thing. So I only see bits and pieces. Um, so here's the other question. So we got an idea what the training plan like. What's the diet like for a strong man? Okay, man. When I was a
3: CrossFitter, I tell you what—I got down to like two hundred three, uh-huh. which
1: is unreal for me.
3: I mean, I've I've always been thicker, so when I did that, honest to goodness, I followed like paleo's Zone. I was super strict. Yeah. I mean, I maybe did one day of cheating or something like that. Yeah. No, you're when you do strongman, you find out that your body needs carbs. Yep. It yes. so needs carbs. So you need to eat a lot depending on what type of training you're doing because that's how you recover. If your diet's not in check and if you're not sleeping and you're not getting enough water and you're lifting that heavy that often all the time, you're going to break down. So really you're looking at about six meals a day. Breakfast would probably be four eggs, some type of breakfast meat, and then some oatmeal. And then for the rest of your meals, honestly, if you're really – just want to make it super simple you're probably looking at eight ounces of meat one to two cups of rice throw some veggies in there and that's what you yeah. have for another five meals yeah so it's
2: just a lot of eating
3: if you can get it all in yeah. if you yeah, can get it all in. for me i just i can't i don't know how some of those guys do it yeah it's like eating it, becomes its own job it really and, and especially those bigger guys and when they want to pack on that mass in a clean way because yeah. if you eat garbage sure you can do it but you're going to look like garbage yeah you're not going to be athletic. You're going to feel like crap. Your joints are going to go to hell. Yeah. So my coach for three years was Adam Dirks and Kim Dirks. Uh, yeah. Kim was actually Kim Baum, who was a co- uh, teacher at Oswego East.
2: Yeah, she was uh, Wesley's gym teacher one year. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. Both of them extremely accomplished. Adam pulled 925 at a 242 Ooh. pound body weight. Jesus, wow. that's insane. right. Kim pulls 500 pounds for reps and is a multiple time world strongest woman in different categories wow uh, adam actually made it to world's strongest man and he was one of the lightest if not the lightest ever to compete only 270 pounds i know that doesn't sound like light but seriously that's 270 pounds for a world's strongest man competitor is nothing yeah, yeah. i mean he was competing against brian shaw who he knows he's known since he was a kid and he was competing with brian in his class and brian comes in at 450 for god's sakes yeah but adam would eat he would try and sh- you know, six meals a day 12 ounces of meat and two cups of rice and i mean it got to the point when he was trying to gain so much weight and he's like i, I just threw up my meal before i train oh, can't hold it in too much too yeah. much he's yeah. it, it, like i can hardly tie my shoes and he eventually just said i can't do this yeah i can't i can't continue to do this i'm sick of it i'm i'm, I'm eating myself
1: to, into sickness yeah trying to get up to 300 pounds i'm done yeah yeah so there's yeah. a, no no intermittent fasting happening in the strongman world. <laughs> no. <there's not. laughs> None of that. No. No, those guys are packing it away.
2: There's speaking of weird fitness movies, there or YouTube videos. There are some YouTube videos of like what Brian Shaw eats in yeah. a day, like <laughs> you know, when he goes to a competition and he brings all this hamburger meat with him so yeah. he can cook it in the hotel room. I love it's it. crazy.
3: It <laughs> is. It's absolutely nuts what these guys go through and I mean that's where I mean, these guys, most of them are in constant pain. Most of them are always trying to shovel food in their face and I I don't know how some of them do it.
2: I really don't. Yeah. So, you've been training with Xander, right? Your son? Yeah. And what does that look like uh, as far as um, keeping kids interested in working out with you?
3: Wow. He's so moldable. He's easy to work with. He's a kid that it's easy to keep his interest and he's having fun with it. I mean, it could be something as simple as letting him pick the music. Yeah. And just what it's really allowed me to do is get to know my kid quite a bit. And we're not the same. (laughs) (laughs) We are not the same. You know, we don't react the same or pair the same to get ready for a big lift. And that's okay. I mean, I've learned to just let him be him and do what he has to do to get ready. But it's just more about how i've interacted with him and tried to make it fun
1: yeah
3: yeah that's all and i think i think he's having a good time because he sees that dad is stronger than he is clearly when when we do the strength work together but then he's just been absolutely kicking my butt <laughs> in the metcon stuff like earlier this week we did one and oh my god i was literally hands on knees head looking at the floor he's already done me's he's coming over patting me on the back telling me it's going to be okay. <laughs> so that's just been, that's been a good time, you know, and it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. You know, you got to let him have a win. You know what I mean? As much as competitive as I am, I got to let the 14 yeah. year old crush me to keep him interested.
2: That's true. Yeah. 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 I've noticed that with Ian, especially um, Jenna, not so much. She really, she likes the strength training and she likes how it transfers to rugby. That's her main yeah. buy-in. But for Ian, he he told me he only likes workouts that are for time. That's oh, it. He doesn't like amrap's. He only likes workouts for time, and Same. if it's a, if it's a workout for time, he will go all out to finish as fast as he can because his reward to for himself is that he's done faster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, if you do an amrap, the reward is that you did more rounds.
3: No, I'm with him on this one. I totally <laughs> get it. I'm such a sandbagger on that amrap. Yeah. Totally, it's like. I suppose I could go faster. But I really don't have to, because <laughs> I know it's going to be seven minutes whether I do or not. Like,
2: eh. that's a good point. I guess. Uh, do you have a preference on uh for time or AMRAPs, Kevin?
0: For time, absolutely. Really? Yeah, hmm. I just feel like it's e- it's easier to strategize. You know exactly where the end is, and yep. then you can get to a point where you have twenty percent of the work left and be already redlined but then you know you're going to make yourself do the rest anyway. So I feel like I get better power output that
2: way. It's so interesting how different people's minds work. Are you more of an AMRAP person? <clears throat> I don't really have a preference one way or another. I will say in total opposite to at least to Kevin and Haas, and I don't know about you, yeah. but um, I definitely like longer workouts. Like give me a longer workout any day of the week. I'll take that longer workout, whether it's for time or AMRAP, don't care. I like longer workouts. I don't know. I so like what's the- your
3: favorite? If you, you said, this is my favorite. I love this one.
2: Let me think about that. Um, Murph? I do love Murph.
1: See, I like oh, you're like <laughs> <a lot>
2: <laughs> Um, And I have found, so I've done it. I like to do Murph. I try to do Murph differently every time I do it. Just to approach it differently. So I've done it partitioned without a vest. Partition with a vest, <clears throat> unpartitioned with a vest, three six nine partitioning five ten fifteen. I like to do it differently every time. My favorite though is unpartitioned with a vest, and it's just sort of like you can't—you just can't go faster. Like you just, you know, you have to do the work. I don't know. That's my favorite. Merch. You know what? I, I
3: think know. that was—that's one thing that I totally yeah. missed the most. Or. Uh, which I like about strongman. So you have a million different presses, a million different deadlifts. You can do a million different loads, a million different carries. With CrossFit, it was like, well, here's the wad. Okay. So what we did was the same type of thing at Will County. Like you're talking about the idea that, you know what? I'm doing Fran. I did it with a stone. Mm. Yeah. Not the smartest idea ever. <laughs> really didn't feel good. Um, I've done grace with an axle. I've done grace with a keg. I've done grace with I, It's so mm. many. It's, yeah, exactly. That type of thing or, you can do heavy Fran. You can do it with uh, yeah. <laughs> chest of bar pull-ups. Sure. You can do it with – so that was always the most fun. Like, how can we change this? Because it's already a great one. Clearly, yeah. it exists for a reason, right? It has a name. It's a, it's a benchmark. How can we change it and make it different so that it still keeps our interest? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I miss that. I miss that a lot.
2: It's also, like, the dreading that comes into – like, when I think about doing Fran, just oh, regular old yeah. Fran – the dread starts settling in. Yeah. You just think you already know how much it's going to hurt uh-huh. to try to PR. So to kind of throw a twist in, I think does make it a little more fun. Brings some playfulness back to it.
3: Yeah, because you're right. Once you've done it and you, you know how bad it sucks, it's not fun to do it again. It's really, yeah, yeah. it gets tough. Or when you know you're going to have to bleed for yeah. one second and try yeah. to PR, yes.
1: yeah. right? Yep.
0: Not
3: fun. It's tough.
0: What's I like what you said about changing it up to where it almost becomes like a task completion type thing. Like you're just trying to get the work done in a new way and there's less pressure on, I guess, time, scores, things like that.
2: Yeah. And what's your favorite workout, Kevin? I was thinking about that while we were talking. I don't know your favorite workout.
0: Uh, I mean, probably something like DT. DT, Isabel Gray, yeah. stuff like that. That goes a lot.
2: Nice heavy barbell. Or
0: anything with rowing. <clears throat>
2: rowing. Yeah. yeah. Do you like rowing, Haas? I mean, <laughs>
0: like rowing.
3: <laughs> if you're going to put I mean, in between Haas, here's the deal: you're going to have to do the ski erg, run, row, or the bike. Pick in the rower. Pick in the rower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. well, yeah, because you're pulling something, and you're good. At exactly. It doesn't make it seem like it's cardio as much. Although when I get off the rower, I feel like I'm going to die every time.
2: Now, isn't there another? dumb youtube video uh is it brian shaw oh with the 100 meter a- row yeah right Set the yeah. record yeah
3: world record yeah oh, whatever you're 6 9 and 450 pounds like
2: <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah. it was 100
3: meters it was like three pulls for you dude
2: right, i'm not right. trying
3: to downplay it i get that it's a world <laughs> record but come
0: on did he well, do a 500 no 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 no, no. Uh,
2: 100 yeah it was
0: like 100 meters 100 uh, yeah
2: and the other thing is, you know, there's a difference between somebody who's just like sits down and naturally the first time they do it, they set the world record, right? Versus somebody who had to like train and yeah. work and.
3: Now I will give Eddie Hall credit. I understand yeah. that his Isabel or whatever, seriously, not technically sound. I get it. But the man, I mean, the <laughs> man, the man has pulled 1,100 pounds on a deadlift. 1,100. Wow. He has pressed an axle and it was a strict press after he got it up his belly and onto his chest of like 462 pounds.
2: Wow. Jesus. Oh,
3: you should see it. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. The mobility, there's none. It's just, it's <laughs> disgusting. But I mean, he's done that. And then for someone like that to do a Metcon, even if short, come on, you got to give him some
2: credit. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Now, I was glad they changed from calling it Grace to calling it Isabel. Oh, yeah, me the too. first thing it's... I saw, I was like, it's not quite grace. But as far as him doing Isabel, you know how much that hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, Conditioning-wise, it's crazy. He never looked well, at had... the bar.
3: No, not at all. And he, I mean, he flew through that. It was
0: unreal. Under a minute.
2: Yeah, it was. Wasn't it 50? 50... Jesus. I uh, 51 seconds or something like that? I have to look to be sure. We can we can put the link to that video. Put in, it in the
1: show notes. Oh, yeah, in the show notes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to ask you, Eric, so Uh-oh. this is just yeah. about teaching your, oh. your teacher brain. Um, so we're coming up to the end of spring break, you know, yeah. end of the, of the um, act of God days, right? Yeah. So what sort of insights do you have for parents as they're, approaching this new whatever is going to happen now
1: uncharted territory
2: uncharted territory with school and
3: well for me i gotta be honest it kind of stunk the last few weeks just because i'm an instructional coach i'm supposed to plan with teachers teach with teachers listen man we're not even in the school (laughs) yeah Yeah. no teacher really wants to hang out with me and talk to me about planning and (laughs) so we did the whole e-learning thing and no none of it was mandatory yeah and there were parents that were like, you know, I'm kind of stressed out. You know, there were those, those memes out there about, you know what, day three of homeschooling, one's expelled, one's suspended, and another <laughs> teacher got fired for drinking on the job. <laughs> or the idea of, okay, I believe the teacher now. My kid is a little bit of a brat. Totally must have been doing something <laughs> wrong in class. But I think what they're going to move to, and ISBE just released like a 62-page document about what remote learning is going to be in the future. Um, I didn't read the whole 62 pages. I'm going to wait for someone else to interpret that. But and moving forward, I would assume that they're going to have to find a way to teach new content. And I would assume that they're going to have to find a way to throw out some assessments to see how kids are doing and offer feedback. So could it become more intense? It could. It also may depend on how your district interprets Interprets it, honestly. Naperville 203, we're a little bit more driven by making sure that we excel. Some of the teachers want to make sure that their kids are moving forward. But what my message has been is kind of at what cost. Listen, you have parents working at home. They can't be there to supervise all day their eight-year-old on their Chromebook. They can't. Mm -hmm. And to think that this is going to replace learning, there's no way that it ever could replace learning. Do your best. I think what we really have to look at this as is um, nobody could have prepared for this. Nobody knew that this was coming. Uh, Can we look at what's absolutely essential as far as the standards that we need to cover or what are those absolute little building blocks that kids need to have moving forward that we can work on the rest of the year? Make sure that we're doing our best to help them reach that. But then know that next year, we're gonna to have to play some catch up. Yeah, you're gonna to have to. So it's just such a weird time. It really is. Yeah. And you know, you gotta understand, we're getting from both sides. There's people that are saying, "Well, what you're putting out there isn't rigorous enough,
2: really." <laughs> I know.
3: And then there's people saying that this <laughs> is overwhelming. So it's you're never gonna please everybody. But Definitely. I, for me, my message is just gonna be, just do what you can and do your best. To the teachers and to the parents at home. Don't stress yourself over this. Take some time. And what's most important is thinking about like emotional well-being of everybody in your house. Yeah. It's causing that much stress. Toss it aside and put it away. Yeah.
2: I think that's really good advice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Kevin, how's your wife feeling about, or are you guys starting spring break?
3: Yeah, she's
0: technically
3: on spring break. So are you, right house? Yeah, we start this week. So um uh, just ended their spring break. We actually go on spring break this next week.
0: Okay. Yeah, the the uh first couple of days of e-learning were stressing her out a little bit. But yeah, it's it's eased back now, so that's good. But now I mean it's the I think just today it got pushed back till April thirtieth as a possible day to come back. So it's just this thing seems like it's gonna drag on for a long time.
1: Right. And it'll be interesting to see if, I mean, if they even go back this year. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they will. <laughs> if I were a betting will. man, no, there's yeah. no way. I mean, yeah.
3: you think about this a few weeks ago, we had what 19 cases in Illinois and now we're over 4,000. Yeah. yeah. Like 1100 new cases just creeped up today. I mean, you just, yeah, it's kind of, it, it sucks. Everybody's doing the best they can. and We got to realize that. And I think what's great is you guys spread that message about supporting each other, supporting small businesses in the area. We're trying to do that as much as possible and just realize that it's going to be a little while as uncomfortable as that is.
0: Yeah. I think this would be a lot sketchier for some people if we didn't have the gym community. Right. I mean, that's that nice.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: I feel like that's 90% of who I talk to during the day.
1: Yeah. And I, I've been, uh, pleasantly surprised with the zoom workouts. I wasn't really sure what to think about them, but, uh, I've been doing the. It's like I don't know. I like to work on the morning, so I've been doing the six a.m. ones, and uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like, hey, when it goes back to normal, I could still do the online and. that <laughs> <Like, "Hey." laughs> We're gonna have an online option now. That's great. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Probably. I mean, that's the question I see a lot of people saying. Like, some things will go back to normal, but there are things that may be forever changed. Like, we like, is there gonna be more e-learning, for example? You know, are people going to want to be doing more remote kind of workouts? I mean,
1: we're working from home more. I mean, everybody's trying it now. So for some people, they'll be like, I kind of like this. kind of. My
3: wife it. has been so, so fortunate in the sense that she's always worked from home. She's worked for companies that said a long time ago, listen, why would we put all these people in an office? We yeah. can do conference calls. We can do this remotely. And if we have to travel every now and then we will, and that'll be much less of an expense. So I don't think she likes the coworkers that she has in her house right now. She doesn't. Really- <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been fortunate that she's always been able to work from home. And I just, yeah, it'd be nice to see more people be able to have that. And it seems like, I mean, come on, it's not like she's taking a lunch break. I mean, she works much longer hours and she's more productive when she's working from home anyway. Yeah.
2: That's what I think the studies show. People are more productive when they work from home. Um, but then the study I saw said over a long term period, People tend to want, they maybe start to feel isolated or something, yeah. and sometimes oh. they want to go back.
1: I think back to what Kevin was saying, is like you need to find some kind of community. I mean, so mm-hmm. it's cool that the gym's been doing, like, coffee hour in the morning and cocktail hour in the evening. Totally. And, you know, having the, the Zoom workouts, because you kind of, it's a way to keep up the community. It's not the same as, like, face-to-face, but it's it gives you some of that, scratches that same itch somewhat.
2: Yeah, that's true. And he I does. mean that name that tune was a huge oh
0: yeah that was fun that was fun uh were you guys bummed at the birthday parade today a little bit
1: i actually thought i don't know it was a weird i had mixed feelings because part of me was like this is really cool like it's cool that people are like there's this community we're still going to do this even though we're stuck in our houses and we can't be with each other it's like kind of cool that we're It was a new experience like I've been to birthday parties a million times but I've never been to one that's like a drive-by birthday party (laughs) but then the other part of me was like it's his 15th birthday and it's so the 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 party quote-unquote is so short it's like one minute you know yeah I'm like ah like that part of me that made me a little sad
0: and then it's like here's here's all your friends together
1: and you don't you don't get to
0: hang out with anybody
1: yeah you yeah,
2: you can't hug anybody everybody's
0: here okay bye
1: like, <laughs> I mean, I think it was cool to see everyone show up and drive by. Like, that was cool. But yeah, yeah the fact that it was like it was so 30 short. seconds later,
0: you're driving yeah. home by yourself, just like. Geez, exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, speaking of that, uh, Kevin just had a birthday. Your birthday's in July. When's your birthday, Haas?
3: Uh, the end of June.
2: Okay. So, hopefully, the, bur- the birthdays among this crew right here will be out of the woods. Yeah, maybe? you're in September. We'll so. see. I'm in September. You better be out of the woods by now, by then. Right, totally.
3: <laughs> but how are you doing without being able to hug people? Because you seem like a hugger.
2: I am a hugger. Um, well, because I haven't seen too many people, you know, I, I don't have the temptation to hug, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I'm i hugging my kids a lot. Okay. And the funniest thing is my 20-year-old, He he's very huggy. It's like it's coming back around. You know how they get to that age where they don't really want the hugs anymore.
1: He's on the other side. He's on the other side. A little bit. That's just recently coming back. Yeah.
2: He'll come and sit down next to me, put his head on my shoulder. I'm like, wow, it's coming back around. I will
1: say that is a nice thing about everyone being home. We're doing more meals together. There's definitely more family bonding going on than we ever had. Because before, you're kind of pulled in directions. There's things going on. Right. And you're all leaving to go do things. Yep. And now it's like, well, nobody's going anywhere. So let's play board games, you know, and let's cook a meal. And like that part has actually been kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, who knows? We may be killing each other by the next month, but <laughs> so, the, so far it's been cool.
2: The kids are strangling each other by the end of many days. Yeah. Some yeah, I bet. Strangling going on. Um, yeah, that made me think of a question, which is. Strangling. <laughs> I have never strangled
3: a child if that's what you're going (laughs) to (laughs) ask. No.
2: That's not what I was going to
1: ask. Just putting it out there. It went in and out. Okay, well, I have a question. It's going to take us a little bit back to where we were, but it's just... No worries. um, So... I'm 43 now, and I never had any injuries till I was 40, and now I've had like two. How have you have you had to deal with injuries, and how do you work around them, work through them, all that kind of thing? Honestly,
3: I don't know if I'll ever compete again because of it.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm being honest. Everything was going. I started super late in the whole strongman game. I didn't oh. start till I was like, I don't know, like 37, 38. Yeah. And I'm competing against these yoked out crazy kids that have got all their six packs and veins everywhere, and they're 26. So that yeah. was always fun, but I was doing great until honest to God, until I hit 40, and yeah, everything 40 just 20. it fell apart. Everything fell apart so fast. You know, it was just like, hey, you know all the all the stuff you did in all those previous years. Yeah, your labrum's completely gone, man. Like you, you whoa, I'm surprised you can raise your arm. Or your knee is so shredded, we really need to do that. And then just messing around with an axle and you pop your bicep. It's, it, it's been thing after thing after thing. Yeah. So it's just so that, and I went in and visited the ortho. I'm like, geez, I need to get some cortisone in this left knee. She's looking at my x rays She goes, well, you've had ACL surgery, right? Yeah, I can tell it's been cleaned up. Look at the arthritis here and bone growth there. And you don't have any opening here. And I said, ma'am that's the wrong knee you're looking at. I actually need And she was like, oh, my God. And she looked at the left. She's like, they're both trash. She's like, seriously, you're a candidate for a knee replacement. Oh, wow. I was like, this so, no, I'm totally. Now you have to look at what can you do to have fun? Yeah. That's and what exactly can you do right. to stay healthy? So that's why I'm so happy that I ended up at Thunderbolt, just because yeah. it's changing my mind as far as, you know what, I need to get out and walk a little more. I need to get out and do some more mobility. Yeah, You know what? Pulling the sled and getting on the rower isn't that bad. Throwing in a Metcon or two a week, if I can handle the volume. I mean, you really do. You have to know your body. Like, for me, a, lo- a heavier or a longer workout with a lot of reps, even if it's light, I mean, something like fight gone bad, Molly's going to walk through that. <laughs> but for me, I'm going to hurt for a week because of it. Yeah. Even though it's just 75 pounds and box jumps. So, right now i think as you get older you just need to start looking at what's sustainable yeah. yeah i mean i can't be i can't be stupid anymore i can't be chasing this idea of of just what record should i set or do i really need to go podium again at nationals or be a national champion just be smart okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I could listen to myself when I say that. But, I mean, there's going to be – I've already told Kevin a few times, like, dude, if you see me get too stupid, just pull me aside. Because, <laughs> yeah, no, injuries, as you get older, at least for me, have just been awful.
1: Yeah, it's more of a thing. I think – and that's been my mentality shift a lot too. I think when I first started CrossFit and must have been like 2012 or so for me, it was definitely about like, where am I going to end up on the whiteboard and how hard it right, is exactly. here or there. And now, like, I don't even look at the whiteboard, and I also don't even really look at the workout ahead of time, because I'm thinking I can scale. And I don't have a problem scaling. Before, it was like, I, I got to check that RX box, or it doesn't count, you know. And now I'm just kind of like, yeah, I want to do this until I'm 70. So, yeah, like, but how
3: did you make that mind shift? Because, so, seriously,
1: how? Well, How me, do you turn it off? I think for me, when I blew out my back and I couldn't work out for like three or four months and like, I couldn't like walk for a little bit and like, it was like bad, bad. So then I was like, I don't want to go back there. And so I kind of like overcorrected for a while. I literally like took, first of all, I just didn't do CrossFit or work out for a while. And then when I slowly had stuff back, I was like, it's just not worth it. Like, it's not, I couldn't do the things I loved. You know, I couldn't play tennis like I'd played for 20 years or do all these things. And I'm like, I don't want to go back there and and it's like a it's, you do weigh like the pros and cons and you're like there's no me getting number one on the whiteboard there's no pro like nobody remembers ten five years ago even next the next week like who was number one on the whiteboard it's like it's like it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things but it matters am i like enjoying it am i staying in shape am i gonna be able to do this and because if i can't work out at all i know i won't be happy and if i'm injured yeah. if i'm really injured i can't work out so it's like i just more than anything I want to be consistent and so it's like what's the best way to be consistent is just not to like kill myself you know and so um it's a balance though like i was telling mom i was like i don't know that i'll ever red line again like push that hard and She's like oh well you probably could for some workout the, the right kind of workout and here and there so it's like slowly figuring out what to add back like i haven't done sit-ups or or toast a bar since you know herniating the discs and all that so Oof. But, I, I mean, I haven't had any flare-ups either. It's been three years. So, like, a lot of things have been going right, you know. So, um, I don't know. It's a weird, like, conversation you have to have with yourself. And it's a mentality shift, that's for sure.
3: So, right before I blew up my bicep, I got invited to a pro-masters competition up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Big show. They were going to, you know, they they pay for your your hotel. They pay for your food. You guaranteed got money no matter where you placed. Yeah. I would have competed with someone from that had been to the world's strongest man finals. Wow. And I blew out my bicep. Oh. So for me, it was always like, I always wanted to compete with the bigger guys. Yeah. I always wanted to compete with the masters heavyweights. That was my line. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show them. I can do it. So it's tough. It's just tough to say. Done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, even when I do, Carries these days with light carries with a yoke, and I understand that 500 pounds sounds like a lot to some people, but no, that's a light yoke carry (laughs) or farmers' carries that are light. Just the knees swell up, and I just can't handle it. Yeah, so it is. It's tough. It's tough to just say, I might be done. Yeah, but I tell you, watching the kids work out and training with the kids has helped a little bit.
1: Yeah, seeing the next generation, exactly, man. Yeah, Yeah.
2: and you you know, you're doing something right when you. See your kids. I mean, you've got good kids.
1: Well, he's got to quit taking his shirt
3: off, though. Like, (laughs) the little jerk. I mean, I'm like, dude, just put it back on, okay? Your abs and all your muscles. Go drink a beer, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I did beat him in the Big Mac challenge, so at least I got that
2: one. Oh, there you go. go.
3: (laughs) And Zoe's always just taken to it as well. She's been sick lately, but she just loves it. That's yeah. awesome. And she, she's one of those people that I don't know. She's, she's not quite all up there mentally. I don't think, cause she really likes to go to a nasty place when she works out.
2: She, does. she likes yeah. to push. Yeah. yeah. Which is,
3: you wouldn't expect that at like 12 years old.
2: Yeah. She's got a, a certain maturity to her that she, uh, I don't know, like some of the younger kids in the class and by that, I might mean one of my own children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, can get a little bit silly, but uh, yeah. Zoe, Zoe tunes in and she listens. So she's
3: You do be- such a good job with that though. I have watched you so often with those kids and when they get silly, you just, you don't buy into it at all. You, yeah. you deflect it, you try and distract them and you get them back on. You, you do a very nice job with those teenagers. Thank you. I mean, I know myself when I was a wrestling coach with that mm-hmm. type of age. Oh my God. God, did that drive me
2: nuts.
3: (laughs) But you you handle it so well and you make sure that every single one of those kids are productive.
2: Yeah, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm thinking Kevin needs a turn teaching the (laughs) teens.
0: There you go. I mean, I don't know. I feel like yeah, I feel like I would either really whip them into shape or they'd just be like, no, nah, I'm not going to listen to this guy.
3: <laughs> I don't know. You have to, you, you know, you wrangle your two t- twins every single day. It can't be that hard
0: to just go to teens. Yeah, that's true. I guess I could just pick up all the teens, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, with wrangling the twins, I mean, that's got to be, not, I mean, that's got to put the perspective that's on.
0: You just pick them up. You, you can wrangle anything that's 30 pounds. There you
2: go. <laughs> can you imagine when you're going to get to work out with those boys?
0: I can't wait. I hope we're out of isolation by then.
2: Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. How is How's
0: that going with the two boys? Yeah. They have a lot of energy.
2: Yeah.
0: A lot of energy. I But I don't know what we would do if there was one of them. And, like, we had to entertain them. Because most of the day, they're just they're playing by themselves. And they're like, hey, we're good. Like, just make sure lunch arrives at noon later. Like, They've got their whole day planned out, so. Nice. Yeah, it's it's good. Need to get them some exercise tomorrow, though. It's been rainy.
1: Right? I know. That's tough, The At least the weather's going to turn. That's going to help a lot. I would hope.
0: Tonight, they're going absolutely crazy, and I was
1: like, so, I got to do this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys later. I'm out of here.
2: Good timing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we can wrap it up unless any further questions or areas you want to dig into? Thanks
0: for
2: doing
1: this. Do yeah.
3: yeah thank, you. This
0: no thank you for, thank you for fixing my deadlift. Oh gosh.
3: You know what? I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's only a few things that I'm good with that that'd be one of them. And I just appreciate everybody else that's been at the gym that offers me helpful hints because I appreciate that as well. It's been a lot of fun being there, man. And I can't wait to, can't wait to get back
1: in there. Yeah. We'll
2: yeah. get back in there one of these days.
1: I know one of these days, right? <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate yeah. it. It's yeah. been really good. I'll, I'll take us out. This has been another episode of the Thunderbolt Strength Podcast. Until next time, stay strong. Stay strong.